Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we give an overview of Coronado Springs Resort, including the new Grandestino Tower. Find out our thoughts, why you should stay there or not stay there, and Joe's experience on his latest trip. You can find old episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. If we've helped you plan your vacation, you can support the podcast by checking us out on patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you can subscribe regularly to get bonus content or make a one-time donation. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Chips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Decipher. So on today's episode, we will be taking a look at Coronado Springs, a moderate resort at Disney World. In fact, we had meant to do this months ago, maybe even a year ago, and it was on our list. And we actually had thought we had done it. And I was like, hey, we should update this since I've stayed at the new Grandestino Tower. But it turns out we hadn't done it. So it's been a while, but we're going to be going over what you need to know about Coronado Springs Resort. So let's start with you've stayed there, Leslie. I've stayed there. When's the last time you stayed there, though? I think you were there even further back in time than I was. Yeah, that's right. I stayed there in April of 2015. So it has been a hot minute since I was last at Coronado Springs. And of course, so much has changed now with the Grandestino Tower opening. So it is a lucky break that we did not record an episode that would have become completely useless, uh, you know, a few months ago. Yes, better to be lucky than good. Uh, I most recently stayed there in October in the Grandestino Tower which is the new tower that they've built uh, for conventions. But of course, regular guests can stay there. It's just to attract convention traffic. And I also stayed in a Casitas room, which is just one of the kind of areas back in January of 2018. So I've stayed there twice in the last two years. Uh, I really enjoy the resort, but let's talk about it. So let's get started with, you know, where's its location? Um, what kind of general area of Disney World is uh, Coronado Springs? So the closest theme park would be Animal Kingdom. It's not quite as remote as Animal Kingdom Lodge. So some of the other resorts are a little bit closer. I mean, other parks, Hollywood Studios and Epcot are a little closer than, say, Animal Kingdom Lodge. So it doesn't feel quite as remote to me, but it's certainly not as convenient as the monorail resorts, as the resorts around Boardwalk Beach Club, that area, uh, Crescent Lake. So definitely a little bit of transit time, I guess, that you have to factor in depending upon which parks you're planning to go to the most. Yeah, so I actually had a rental car when I was at Coronado Springs. I did not drive to Magic Kingdom because I didn't want to deal with the transportation ticket center. When I was driving from both Epcot and Animal Kingdom, it didn't feel longer than like 10 to 15 minutes. So it is actually pretty close. It's not like Animal Kingdom Lodge, like you said, which just feels like super out there. So renting a car wasn't too bad. I also took the bus to Magic Kingdom. It was a decent ride, like 20, 25 minutes, um, but not too bad overall. So definitely not remote but definitely not like central, like deluxe resorts. Well, speaking of buses, let's talk about that. Cause the last time that I stayed there was before Grand Grandestino. And there was a bus that then would stop at multiple different places around the sort of loop of the original footprint of the resort. What's the, the situation now with the buses with adding Grandestino? Is it an extra stop or what? Yep. So it's an extra stop and it's right outside the tower. It's actually super convenient. If you're staying in the tower, you like, if you're anywhere in the tower, you just go down the elevator and you walk straight out the door and you are there. And so it's an extra bus stop. I want to say there were 
three bus stops before so now there are four total and going out grand destino tower is the like last stop so you go straight to the parks but on the way back um you kind of have to go around i actually got out early to take a walk through the rest of the resort since i hadn't experienced it uh, on this most recent trip when i took the bus but yeah it's not too bad i don't mind sitting in the bus a little longer on the way back but uh on the way out you know i like being that last stop in a resort because you can get straight there that's fair i think that's the the preferable route in my opinion i guess for if you're paying the big bucks for grandestino you do want to get to the parks quickly so yeah speaking of big bucks i mean we should start by talking about prices uh it is a moderate resort so rack rates are around like 200 40 250 dollars for the cheapest rooms i saw rack rates for non-tower rooms as cheap as 186 dollars um i think i was looking in mid-february but not president's week and i also saw tower rooms which were as cheap as 220 dollars so not too bad when i stayed there uh, i stayed in a tower room just a standard tower room. And that was about $320 a night. Uh, this is all before tax numbers. And just one random note is that the tower standard rooms are cheaper than the tower water views, but the tower standard rooms are the ones that you can, if you are using the touring plants room finder or you get the right room, you can like see Hollywood Studios. So I could like see Tower of Terror for my room, or I theoretically could have seen it, but uh, you know, something happened with my room that I didn't end up in a tower standard room. Well, go go ahead. Spoiler alert. Let's uh, tell us what happened with your room when you when you checked in. Yeah, so I'm not sure why this happened, and you should pretty much never expect for Disney World to give you an upgrade. But I showed up pretty late at night for my reservation. Uh, I think it was a two or three night stay, and it was like after midnight. And they were like, you know what? We're out of room, so we have upgraded you to a one bedroom club level suite except for we won't give you the club level access. They didn't say all that, but I recognized that they did upgrade me to a club level room, but they just didn't give me the club level access. So I had this gigantic uh, one bedroom club level suite, which you know had its own separate living room with its own couch. So a separate TV in that living room. And then you know a master bedroom with a king size bed, a half bathroom in, attached to the living room, and then a gigantic bathroom I was thinking to myself, maybe they know I have a family of five and that, uh, you know, they're tempting me to book this room in the future. But it was an amazing room. And Leslie, you got to check it out um, on the day that I was checking out. I invited you up to check out my palace. Yeah, it was amazing. Why can that never happen when we're traveling with our families, right? You get like the room that you don't need when you're by yourself. <laughs> but, you know, such is such is travel. But yeah, yeah, it was a real waste. I, you know, took a nap on the couch just because it was there and I felt bad not using it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And of course, this like prevents you from like being able to review like a standard, the cheapest room so that you can tell people whether or not their families can fit in it. But, uh, you know, you su the suffering that you had to endure. Yeah, but let's talk about the room. So, you know, I do remember the room that we stayed in in uh, Casitas, which is the, you know, there are like multiple normal sections of the hotel. And we should talk about kind of the general setup of the hotel in general the general setup of the hotel these days. So if you take Magical Express or if you're checking in or wherever, you will check in now at Grand Destino Tower. Last year, there used to be a different place where you checked in, but now you check in in the actual tower. Um, and then the tower obviously has a ton of rooms in the tower. And then the rest of the resort is kind of situated around a lake. So sort of like Port Orleans Riverside, but not as big, not as expansive. Um, and there's also like a bar in the middle of the lake. So there are wooden walkways that go cut all the way through the lake. So you don't have to walk all the way around. 
And that's new because that was not there the last time that I stayed there. And I thought it was way too big, um, especially because I was there during a like 90 plus degree uh, heat wave and was there for a really short vacation. So, you know, I kind of find that that Coronado Springs may not be the place that you want to stay if you're there for like a really quick trip where you really just need to be efficient and get in and out and into the parks and things like that. So for, for the trip that I was staying in, it was incredibly inconvenient because I was like trying to race back to my room and race to the park and get to a conference. And it was too expansive for me, but I think the improvements should help with that. Yeah. And then that's the big difference with these tower rooms. Now I totally agree with you. You know, if you are in the kind of main portion of the hotel. It's a nice hotel to like lounge at. The pool is really awesome. It's uh, Mexican themed. And I think the slide, you like climb Chichen Itza, well, obviously not the actual one. And so it's, you know, it's a really cool pool and there's a lot of cool areas to walk around. But I agree with you. If you're on a short trip, if you're staying in the main section, you know, that's a lot of walking to do to the bus stops. You know, we were pretty close to the bus stop when we stayed there in 2018, but it was still like a five, 10 minute walk. But what's changed things is if you're staying in these tower rooms, like I said, you just take the elevator down and the bus is right there. So really kind of you could I could have not gone to the rest of the resort at all and just stayed in the tower the whole time. The thing that I was thinking in my head, which is either positive or negative, depending on your point of view, is that staying in the Grand Destino Tower is like staying in a normal hotel like a non-Disney hotel. like It just feels like you're staying at a Hyatt or a Marriott or a Hilton or something. Except for, you know, in the lobby, you have a bus that takes you to the Magic Kingdom. You can be efficient if you're staying in the tower. And actually, I was on one of those trips where I was trying to be super efficient with the parks and was able to get out to the parks quite quickly because I was staying in the tower. But if I had been in the regular section, it would have been tough. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I certainly felt when I popped in really quickly to visit the tower, I I really wasn't aware of the rest of the resort. So, I mean, I I sort of could see where it was, (laughs) but it definitely feels standalone and it feels very different in terms of the vibe of the Coronado Springs that I stayed in, in the sort of lower level motel style rooms with the outdoor entries. And um, yeah, so it it really is a tale of two hotels as it, and of course it's priced accordingly and the prices are different for those two different sections. Yeah. So the old section in terms of styling is kind of Mexican themed, you know, Southwest, that kind of theme. They have that same feeling in the tower, but it's obviously much more modern, much more updated. Um, You know, it is, like I said, a convention hotel. And so the prices are different. Like I said, at its cheapest, it's 186 versus 220. It's about 10, 15% more expensive to stay in the tower. The nights I was staying there, it was like 270 for the regular rooms versus 325. Um, So, you know, that was, it was closer to like 25% more expensive to stay in the tower. But, you know, I really love those tower rooms. They're really nice. And they're all new, obviously. The room setup is just like you would expect at any moderate. And I cannot speak to the tower standard room, but I'm assuming it's the same. You know, it's just two queen size beds. I'm guessing that the tower rooms have doors to the bathroom, but for the main section, uh, it was a curtain, which I know, you know, you don't love Leslie because of the ambient light that gets let in and stuff like that. Oh, that's really strange because I had a door at <laughs> Coronado Springs last time I stayed there. In fact, that was the first resort that I ever, moderate resort that ever had a door in my experience. So I wonder if it's different in the different sections because there's three. Or, 
It's just possible that I'm wrong. So, (laughs) who knows? Well, I know the rooms have been renovated since I stayed there. I stayed there under the old, um, in the the casitas. I think it was the section that I was in when I stayed there. And it definitely had a door. And I remember being very excited about that because all the other moderates did not. But um, we'll have to check the the renovations and see what what the situation is. Sounds good. All right. So let's talk about the amenities at the resort. Like I already said, there is a big pool that's kind of um, on the far end of the lake. There is that bar and lounge that is in the middle of the lake now, kind of at the cross section of there's a couple pathways that lead through the lake. I remember, I'm pretty sure when I was there last time, it was like during the Super Bowl. So I could hear people like celebrating from the middle of the lake. And then the tower itself, it's got like a beautifully appointed lobby. I don't know, you speak better to these aesthetic things than I do. So, you know, what was your impression of the lobby of the tower when you got in and kind of like, how has it changed the theming of Coronado? It was very striking. Um, I'm not sure if I have any more poetic words to say about it, but I mean, it felt modern. It felt bright. It felt clean. It felt a little bit like maybe like a W in terms of with, with obviously a hint of Southwest vibe to it. Um, a, a little more modern millennial than the usual old fuddy duddy Disney design. So I was very impressed by it. We'll put a couple of pictures on, on the blog posts that accompanies this episode so folks can, can see what it looks like, but it was quite pretty. It is really nice. Also, I checked my pictures. There was not a curtain. It was a sliding door. So I apologize, everyone, um, for those of you who have shook their fist at the phone for me being wrong. So yes, I uh, mixed it up with Riverside. Yeah, so the tower looks great. I don't know if I want to stay anywhere besides the tower uh, when I stay at Coronado anymore. It's going to be a tough sell. For like 30 to $40 extra, I think the convenience and just the newness of the tower, at least at this moment, is uh, worth it. Coronado also has something that no other moderate has. It has a club level. I know we talked about club level more in depth in other episodes, but Leslie, can you just, for those who may have missed it, what is club level and why is that kind of special? So you get access to a concierge lounge that has snacks and food and drinks. And basically, you can really use it to reduce your food costs, your dining costs elsewhere in the resort. So a lot of people really do enjoy that, especially if they've got sort of like the hungry teenager who can consume a ton of food. (laughs) It can be really be worth your while or if you're going to spend a lot of time in the resort. I mean, it's not something that I don't think makes sense for my family at the stage that we're in right now. Just we are parks junkies and we don't spend a lot of time at our resorts. But, you know, that may that likely will change. How about that? Yeah, I'm guessing it's going to change sooner rather than later. So good to know that that's an option. And you can always ask when you are checking in if they have any club level rooms available. And sometimes the upgrade cost is not super expensive. So that's something um, you can consider. You know, Christy, who came on for that episode, uh, left that as a tip for us. And we just want to relay that again here. All right. So what has really changed since this renovation has happened or this new tower has opened is that there are like a ton of restaurants at Coronado Springs now. And it seems like, especially with the tower, it's almost like a, it could be considered like a destination for food. Let's start with the simple stuff. Does Coronado have a food court, Leslie? It does. It used to be called Pepper Market. That's what it was called when I was there. And and now it's something in Spanish that I won't try to pronounce because I'll botch it. Like I botched French in our, a couple of episodes ago, but uh, yes, it does have a food court. <laughs> yeah. And even though, you know, it's not called Pepper Market anymore, you know, it just has your kind of standard fare. Uh, I remember eating nachos there. Of course, they have the normal regular fare that uh, you would want as well. 
Like we said, there is that bar in the middle of the lake, um, which is pretty cool. That one's called Three Bridges Bar and Grill. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's kind of like a picturesque setting to eat. Uh, it is really nice, actually. I always loved uh, walking around Coronado Springs Lake and looking at all the buildings around. But now with Grand Destino kind of as the centerpiece of that, even though like people thought it was going to be an eyesore and I don't know, maybe people still think it is, but I really love the look of the tower. It is just a really well done hotel. And I think it just makes walking around the lake or in this case, eating at Three Bridges Bar and Grill even nicer. There are some rooftop options, Leslie. What is the rooftop tapas lounge called? That's Toledo, and that's the new one at the top of the Grand Destino Tower. Um, it's getting pretty good reviews as far as I can tell. Of course, we haven't had a chance to eat there yet. People obviously enjoy that location, too, for checking out the fireworks. Yeah, so even though we haven't been to Toledo, I did go up there to look, and the view is indeed spectacular. Like I said, I had a view of Hollywood Studios, the Tower of Terror, and Batu from my room. But obviously, going higher up, the view is even better. Listener Amy C. messaged us on the Disney Deciphered Supporters Facebook group, and she let us know that she had been to Toledo, loved the views, and that the food was great, the tapas was great. That's just something definitely on my list to check out uh, for next time I'm at Coronado. And again, can't be understated like how nice it is to just look out and be able to see the parks from your room, which is something that you couldn't get when you weren't in a tower. So even if you don't like the way a tower looks, there are some pros to the whole tower situation. For sure. And we've only really scratched the surface of some of the dining options at Coronado Springs. It kind of blows my mind how many there are now. I, I wonder whether the resort will be able to sustain this many long term. Um, we haven't mentioned yet Maya Grill, which was the table service restaurant in the old section of Coronado Springs. And then there's like quick service, a Cafe Rick's. There's a burger bar, like a Rick's sports bar as well. I mean, it just kind of the list keeps going on and on. What have we missed? <laughs> I'm not sure what we missed. These things change names. I would like to speak to whether those all these food offerings will survive. And I'm guessing that they might because one thing that needs to be noted about my Coronado Springs experience this time, at least staying in the tower, is that I saw very few children and families staying in the tower because there was actually like a convention going on in the tower when I was staying there. And so one thing to note is like I got home really late one night at like 1230 or 1 a.m. And the lobby bar was like filled with uh, conventioners just um, you know, networking and drinking. And even when I was kind of walking around the resort during the mid afternoon, you know, I'd see a lot of people wearing convention badges and things like that. So I'm guessing because there's going to be so much convention traffic, all these conventioners are going to need places to eat. And so the restaurants will probably be sustained and stick around. Um, but you know, if you have a family, just kind of note that depends how you feel about convention traffic and stuff like that. But there are going to be a lot of adults in the tower. It did seem like, you know, there's a lot of kids and families on the buses. Um, and it just seemed like, you know, they were staying more in the outskirts or like the main section of the resort, like the non-tower section. Yeah, fair enough. It does definitely feel like a different vibe and it may, they may sort of segregate themselves in based upon demographics, uh, you know, going forward, but we shall see. I mean, I certainly will, would not stay in the old part of Coronado Springs myself. It was not one of my favorite resorts, but I would stay at the Grand Destino Tower with my family. So what about you, Joe? Would you stay in either or? I think I would stay in either or. You know, I did really enjoy uh, both of my stays there, but I would lean more towards the tower now just because it's a nicer experience. Um, you know, it's a little more bougie for not that much more money. And so, you know, I would appreciate that. All right. So we like to end these hotel episodes 
by talking about reasons uh, we would recommend you stay at Coronado and reasons why we would not recommend you stay at Coronado. So what do you got, Leslie? Why do you think we should stay at Coronado Springs? Well, I would stay there if I wanted a less expensive club level experience. I think that's something that is intriguing to me as I consider that in the future. What about you? Adding on to that, you know, even if you don't stay club level, I feel like, um, you know, and Disney's hotel differentiations are really starting to mix and get blurred. It really does, if you're staying in the tower, feel closer to a deluxe. Your doorways are like indoors and hallways, which no moderate has had before. It's almost like a moderate plus or like a deluxe light. So if you want like a nicer experience but don't want to pay for a full deluxe hotel, I would recommend staying there. Reasons to not stay there, if you want to – it's funny because when we started recording these, this reason didn't exist. But if you want to like have multiple transportation options, including the Skyliner, obviously you're not going to want to stay at Coronado Springs. For me, like – my next day, I want to really check out the Skyliner. So, you know, I'm not going to stay at Coronado because I love the idea of being able to use the Skyliner to get from my uh, hotel to the parks. What about you, Leslie? Why wouldn't you stay there? Agreed. Um, I wouldn't stay there on a shorter vacation, at least in the old section of the of the resort, just because of the, the transportation and the multiple bus stops and the location of the resort being a little bit farther than some of the other options. So it, it's just not substantially cheaper most of the time compared to like other moderates like Port Orleans Riverside or French Quarter for me to justify sort of all of the location and walking issues, I guess. Agreed. You know, I'm starting to like feel about the moderates in general that they work best for longer stays where you can kind of enjoy your resort, um, not for stays where you're like just rushing from park to park because there's just so much walking involved. With the exception of Port Orleans French Quarter, they're just expansive. And so you can't get away from that. All right. So let's end with a Disney do or don't. Leslie, what do you have for Disney do's or don'ts for Coronado Springs? So a Disney do for anyone staying in the tower, I think because of the new construction, the Imagineers worked quite a lot of hidden Mickeys into the design there. At least I noticed them because I have a six-year-old who like sees hidden Mickeys like in his breakfast cereal. Uh, so I spotted a ton and I kept pointing them out to you, Joe. <laughs> you didn't see them at all, right? Yeah. I was like, what? What? Like every time you spot me, I was like, oh, oh, there's like a huge one that, you know, I didn't notice. It's just, I don't know. Very embarrassing. I just uh, have to turn in my Mickey card right there. I know, but there are quite a lot, at least in the tower. I think, I think like the designers really are enjoying putting more than they used to. Like I definitely see more in new construction than I used to in like five or 10 years ago. So yeah, go on a hidden Mickey hunt if you're there with kids. So there are some kids can kid-friendly things to do at the Grand Casino. Great tip. All right. So thanks so much for listening. Have you guys stayed at the Grand Casino Tower yet or Coronado Springs in general? How do you feel about the resort? Please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. As always, if you'd like to support the show, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And thanks so much, Leslie. And I will see you at the Three Bridges Bar. Thanks, Joe. 